Welcome to the Positive Spiritual Living Podcast, brought to you by Unity on the Bay. This is your positive path for spiritual living. This morning I'm talking about symptoms. Most of the time we associate symptoms with illnesses, right? But they don't have to be. Symptoms can be actually very positively interpreted. This morning, the symptoms that we're going to look at are the symptoms of a wealthy life. How many of you would like to exhibit all of the symptoms of a wealthy life? All right, you're in the right place this morning. One of them that I'm going to be talking about a bit later has to do with the activity of gratitude and expressing thanks and also praise. And this morning, I'm going to ask our wonderful Board of Trustees President, Eddie Dominguez, to join me up here so that we can thank a couple of individuals that have really been a great blessing to Unity on the Bay. I'd like to invite also to the platform right now, Sandra Tagle and Tony Avalis. Good morning, Unity family. So, the in, in a board workshop that we did a few years ago, an interesting analogy was used, and it was comparing a church, a spiritual community, to a stool. A stool with three legs. And a stool with three legs doesn't function if one of those legs isn't working. Can you think about that for a second? How would it, how would it work? It wouldn't. And in Unity on the Bay, as with most spiritual communities, we have three legs that make up what makes a church run. You have your staff, your ministers, and your board of trustees. And I can tell you that it wasn't that long ago that there wasn't a lot of peace, love, and harmony between those three pieces of the stool, despite what you may think about a spiritual community or being unity on the bay. So it takes a lot of work to maintain that spirit of love and commitment and harmony and alignment. And over the last three years, I think we've done an amazing job of doing that. And that's because every single person on that leg, especially the board leg, the nine people are committed not just to each other, but to our ultimate mission that is unity on the bay. And at our annual meeting, we released two board uh, members, and I'm gonna try not to get emotional, and we welcome two new ones. And the two that we released are Tony and Sandra. And I will tell you that these are two people who, throughout the three years of their commitment as members of the board, exhibited the highest levels of love and dedication and support for this place. And if there's any symbol of it, is that both were willing to serve as secretary of the board, <laughs> which I will tell you is the least fun job of all because you get to take notes and keep track of everything and basically I have to like volunteer uh, volunt someone to be secretary all the time or beg. Um, and I think in both cases I begged and begged and, and voluntold. So please join me in giving them just an amazing bit of your love, please. And please stand up and clap for them, please, because they totally deserve this. I promise you do not understand the amount of work that goes into being on the Board of Trustees and you don't know it until you're there, right? So I'm going to ask our Senior Minister, Chris Jackson, who's also on our Board of Trustees, a lot of people don't know that, but Chris is a board member as well, to lead a blessing of Tony and Sandra. Once again, 
Unity on the Bay, I remind you that you have the power to bless, that is to send forth to these two exquisite expressions of the presence of God, all your love and appreciation, as together we bless them in the name of all that is sacred and holy, giving thanks for you and knowing that through your service, you have expanded your own awareness of the presence of God in all people and all circumstances, and that presence now leads you consciously and intentionally into greater and greater experiences of living we love you, we bless you, we appreciate you, we behold the Christ in you, and we see you doing great things. Amen. And God bless you and thank you. <laughs> Tony says, and we're still here, which is a gift, a gift indeed. All right, there's a pastor down the street who stood up on Sunday morning and he said, I have three sermons in my pocket. I have a $100 sermon that's five minutes long. I have a $50 sermon that's 15 minutes long. And I have a $1 sermon that is 60 minutes long. He said, we will now receive the offering so that I can decide which sermon I'm going to deliver. <laughs> so I'll let you take your choice. <laughs> Actually, I won't because I always have something to say to you. And this morning, I'm especially grateful to be going back to some old classic material that I have had the honor and privilege of teaching many times at Unity on the Bay. It's pieces and parts of the curriculum of a course called Keys to the Kingdom. How many of you have taken Keys to the Kingdom? It's a wonderful advanced prosperity class. It's actually going to be starting here at Unity on the Bay on April 12th, and all three of your ministerial staff, along with Jason, will be facilitating that program. It's an eight-week-long experience, so if you like what you hear this morning and you want more, consider... Going online, Jason, can they go online at this point? Not yet? Soon, you'll be able to go online. So make a note that you want to attend this. It starts on April the 12th. I want you to first of all know that there's nothing I'm going to share with you. All of these symptoms are symptoms that I myself have. So I'm not telling you anything that I'm not practicing, okay? And that's important to me. And I pray that I never do stand up here and deliver words to you about something you ought to do or should do that I'm not auditing or doing myself. I also want to say something about prosperity, and I believe this is part of the evolution of Unity's prosperity teachings. For the most part, when an individual goes into a prosperity class or a prosperity training of some kind, they do so right up front with the idea of what they're going to get as the result of taking this class or this experience. And a lot of people, when they move into the experience of tithing, the giving of 10% of their gross revenue to the sources of their spiritual nourishment, they're engaging in that act because they want to receive more financial abundance. And I first, I'll admit, when I first went into prosperity, that's what I wanted. I wanted more financial well-being, I wanted more possessions, I wanted more stuff, I wanted good stuff. So I'm going to go into this tithing experience, I'm going to go into the study of prosperity teachings in order to discern what I can get out of it. Let me tell you, I have found, and I think right now more and more people are finding, that it doesn't work that way. You cannot take thought for what you're going to get when you enter into any prosperity practice. Because to do so is to sabotage your success. 
The whole idea of prosperity from a spiritual perspective is that you give and you give wholeheartedly and you enter into all of these practices simply because you know it is your nature to do so and in giving you are fulfilling that which you were designed to be on the planet for. You take absolutely no thought for what's going to come back to you in terms of your commitment or in terms of your generosity. That doesn't come onto the scope of your awareness. I'm not in this to get more money, to get more of anything. I'm in this to practice the art of the way in which I am intended to live as a child of God. Now, the great bonus on this thing, my friends, is that by giving no thought to what you will receive, you open the floodgates. You receive everything. But it cannot be your objective. It cannot be your purpose for entering into a study of prosperity teachings. The whole idea of prosperity and abundance from a unity perspective is that God did not make you incomplete. God did not make you lacking. You have everything you need. And you say, well, it certainly doesn't seem that way. I need many things in life. I need more money. I need a nicer roof over my head. I need dependable transportation. I get that. And I'm not telling you that your new Mercedes lives inside of you. But what I am telling you is that there is an energetic force and power that does dwell inside of you that is behind all physical and material manifestation. So if you can master the art of moving into the inner spaces of your being through prayer and through meditation, you will find there is a place in there that Joel Goldsmith calls a pool of contentment. Now, this takes practice, regular practice, of just closing your eyes without any, objection, without any objective and simply allowing yourself to go as deeply within as you can, and you begin to access this pool of contentment. And friends, it is a sweet place to hang out because when you're in that space, you just know that within you is the ability to draw into manifestation everything that you need, every necessary resource. You see, remember that everything begins energetically within you and that it shows up in your life. Things don't just show up in your life by coincidence or happenstance, trust me. They're there because of the manner in which you are managing the internal realm of your energy. And so the most important key, or I should say the most important symptom that you can possibly exhibit is that of living a life of prayer. If you want to know what the first symptom of a wealthy life is, it is to initiate an experience of prayer in your world. And I know I tell you this a lot, but there's a reason why I tell you. There is nothing that you can do that will benefit you more than spending some time every day in a state of silent soul reflection. You don't do it for any reason whatsoever. You don't do it in order to have a, whoa, cosmic experience. For the longest time, I tried to meditate, and I never had these cosmic experiences that everybody was talking about, and I thought, I'm doing this ineffectively. I need to find better methods. No, you don't have, again, an objective for going into this. You just take the time. I don't care whether it's 60 seconds, but it is my strong preference that it be between 15 and 30 minutes. Every day, preferably as soon as you wake up, as soon as possible, you take the time to go within. Why? Listen to what Jesus told us. 
Seek first the kingdom of God and everything else gets added. If you enter into the practice of prayer, meditation, and reflection, and you master the art of going into the pool of contentment that lies within you, you will begin to miraculously manifest all manner of things in your life. All of your needs will be fulfilled, financial or otherwise. You'll have a healthier body. You'll have more peace of mind. You'll have infinitely greater harmony in your relationships. Why? Because you're realizing, first of all, why? Is because you're not going out here all the time looking for it or begging for it. You realize that it's within you. So that in itself gives you a sense of confidence. I know that I'm not seeking anything here. I know that I'm not a desperate person. I know that I have everything I need within me. And that the more I realize that energetically, I have everything I need within me, then I begin to manifest a life that reflects it. Not because I was seeking a life that reflects it. Not because I was seeking more material manifestation or possessions or financial gain. But because I wanted to go deeper and deeper into the revelation of what is dwelling within me already. And then you walk out into your life. That alone makes a huge difference. So I encourage you to take on the symptom of initiating a life of prayer. And we can help you at Unity on the Bay. Because if you didn't know this, prayer is the foundation of the Unity movement. And we're going to experience that here at Unity on the Bay on April 2nd. We're having an all-day prayer and meditation retreat. There's a table in the foyer you can stop by afterward. I strongly encourage you to be a part of this retreat. Because if you can really master the art of prayer, my friends, you will, I guarantee you will master the art of living. It's all a matter of going within, mastering the art of going within. Secondly, and this is one of my favorite um, pieces of the content of Keys to the Kingdom, is to exhibit the symptom of making room for the new. Now, I have come to find this experience of making room for the new, one of the most fulfilling, joyous, fun activities that I ever engage in. What it means is that you start looking around your house, in your car. We don't have too many basements in South Florida, but look in your attic. I want you to go around and start. Look, how many of you possess a junk drawer? Come on, let's be honest. Please get the junk drawer out of your life. I want you to go through your environment, and I want you to start looking at things and asking yourself a few questions. Number one, this is sometimes the most important one, does it work? Does it work? How many of you have things hanging around that don't work, but one day I'm going to get this repaired and that's why I'm hanging on to it. If it's broken, either get it fixed or let it go, my friends. Don't carry around broken stuff in your environment because it's gonna be symbolic of broken stuff inside of you. Next question is, does it have meaning or value to me? Why am I holding this? Become conscious of why you are possessing the things that you are possessing. Does it have meaning or does it have value? Ask yourself that question. And then finally, ask yourself the question as to whether or not it is supporting you in your spiritual journey and in your desire to experience more of the presence and power of God, or is it holding you back? Now, I know that all of you that have uh, at least two to three dozen copies of National Geographic stacked in the corner believe that each and every one of them is contributing to your spiritual growth. But I would encourage you to look at this. Put things into motion, you see. Stagnation is not a good thing. Stagnation is also an outer symbol of a stagnant state of mind. So if you're holding on to things all the time, especially things that you're not using, 
Ask yourself, do I use this? All right, it might work. It's not broken. It's kind of valuable, but I never use it. If you're hoarding things that you do not use, you're holding yourself back. This can be really a great adventure, and you'll see you start to feel lighter when you lessen the amount of physical possession that you're holding on to. Another thing that you can do is to begin the practice of giving anonymously. Has anybody ever tried this? Giving completely anonymously. Your ego will have a day with this because you'll say, oh, that sounds like a good idea. I'm going to give something without any thought of acknowledgement. I'm not going to let the other person know that I'm doing this. And that's beautiful and that's uh, admirable and so forth. But then you notice all of a sudden the ego starts to get wrapped up because what does the ego want? It's not a bad thing, but it wants gratification. It wants acknowledgement. It wants recognition. The ego just never give of itself just for the act of giving, like I'm telling you is important to do this morning. So you get into the habit of allowing your ego to rise up because the moment that you give without any concern about receiving acknowledgement or recognition or even awareness that you are the one who's giving, I guarantee you the ego will come up for a little party inside of you. And it will say, I want to be acknowledged. Just lovingly say, I realize that, but we're engaged in a practice here where we're going to give anonymously just because we want the experience of the joy of giving without the attachment or the recognition that we so often accompany with it. Next symptom of a wealthy life is a person who counts their blessings. And if you know me very well, I'm a big advocate of this maintaining awareness, gratitude. And gratitude is one thing, but praise is also another. And it's very important. Gratitude is the recognition that you appreciate something or somebody. You know that. But do they know it? And if they don't, how are they going to know it? They're going to know it because of your ability to express praise. Not only to feel gratitude, but to express praise. And I've told you oftentimes that gratitude is like a generator inside of you. The more that you become conscious, and you have to become conscious, because the world around you will not want you to look at all the ways you're blessed. It will want you to look at everything you don't have, that you could have, if you were just this or you were just that. What I'm talking about is becoming keenly aware of even the tiniest ways in which your life is blessed, and you allow this to become like a generator inside of you. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. And I want to tell you something on a personal note. I've always been a big advocate of the practice of saying, thank you, God, thank you, and just being mindful. But I think, actually, after all these years, it's becoming a part of my character and a part of my nature and I'm so grateful for this. I find myself waking up in the morning without even thinking about it. I'm starting in. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for these sheets that kept me warm and comfy through the night. Thank you for the sun that's shining through the window. Thank you for this beautiful place that I have to live in. Thank you for this magnificent job that I have to go to spend the day in. Just work with it, my friends. It will ultimately become natural to you. Why? Because thanksgiving and praise are natural states to you, perhaps forgotten because of the influence of the conditional mind that wants to tell you you don't have anything and you're not worth anything. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. And instead, begin to become very acutely aware of every way in which your life is blessed. And you have to make this a conscious effort, very, very intentional. Because otherwise, you'll just be oblivious to it. So praise the good when you see it. And look for the good, as you know, in Unity, being good Unity students, look for the good even in what you proclaim to be negative. When something bad comes along, the first thing to say is, thank you, God. Because the 18th century English clergyman 
William State said this, if you thank and praise God for anything sufficiently, you will turn it into a blessing. That's just the power of thanksgiving. It cuts right through the illusion of something being something you don't want into something that's very true. And really master that art of saying thank you. The next symptom of a wealthy life, and the final one we're going to share this morning is, this is a new term coined by Gary Simmons in the latest work that he's been doing on the subject of tithing. He calls it radical generosity. Radical. How many of you want to be radically generous? All right. Jim Rosemurgy, who is a good friend of mine, the minister of unity um, of Fort Myers across the way, says this. We believe when we give, we incur a loss. For what we give, we no longer have. To the human mind, nothing seems more true. But our wise creator has designed a more compassionate universe. You see... You're operating, and so am I, under the illusion that when you give something away, you no longer possess it. My friends, to give is to simultaneously receive. And I think you're very fortunate to be at Unity on the Bay this morning because I'm feeling especially generous, and I thought I would just start by demonstrating what I'm talking about by giving as freely as I possibly can. Now, as I give this to you, I'm blessing you. I truly am. But I am not in any way holding an expectation of you to give me anything back. I'm giving. Why do you think I'm giving this morning? Why do you think I'm doing this? Because, I can't get through here. <laughs> it feels great. I feel so good engaged in this activity. You are good. <laughs> and the whole idea is not just to give, but to give as generously and completely as you possibly can until you get to the point where you don't think you have anything left to give. And then you're going to wake up to the realization that there's an infinite resource within you. My friends, I'm giving out money this morning, but the reality is I could just as easily be giving you nothing more or less than a smile, and the return would still be there. It vanishes if I become conscious or if receiving or getting my hands on something more becomes my objective. I give because it feels great to give. I give because it is my nature to give. And this morning we are kicking off another tithing challenge at Unity on the Bay. You have before you in the little pockets on the seats these cards. And I want to encourage you to get involved in this program at whatever level you choose. You can become an extravagant giver by stretching your prosperity consciousness and giving 15% of your total income. You can do the 10% uh, regular tithing guideline. You can do 2 to 5%. You can give a one special time gift to your spiritual community this morning. You have to fill this card out. And if you're already a tither, I still would like for you to fill the card out. Because I want us to be able to share with you the blessings that we're sharing with everybody that's involved in our tithing challenge every time we have one. And those blessings include special emails, special prosperity support materials, affirmations that we'll send to you, and a special gift that we provide for you. And it all wraps up with a brunch where we come together to celebrate our successes and share our stories. So please take the time to fill this card out. Why? You don't have a card? They're on the table in the foyer as you exit. 
Why do you do this, my friends? You do it because through the ancient art of tithing, you remember everything that I'm telling you this morning. You remember that it is your nature to give. The poet Gihil Gibran says, to give is to live. To give is to live. Will you say that with me? To give is to live. So every time you have an opportunity to give, I want you to become a perpetual seeker of opportunities to give. When you wake up in the morning, where can I give today? How can I give today? What can I give today? Let that become your consciousness, my friends. And without any thought of expectation of what's coming to you in return, you will begin to manifest infinite abundance. God bless you. God bless you. You're very welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I love that man. <laughs> Hello. All right. Just so you know, you might not know this, but that money came right out of Chris's pocket. It did not come from Unity on the Bay. He's a man who walks the walk and talks the talk. So thank you, Chris. <clears throat> so this is our prosperity opportunity. Um, and this We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Positive Spiritual Living Podcast, brought to you by Unity on the Bay, a spiritual community located in Miami, Florida. Unity on the Bay is supported by the generosity of its community. If you'd like to make a donation or learn more about Unity on the Bay, please visit unityonthebay.org. You can also follow Unity on the Bay on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for even more positive spiritual inspiration. Until next time, thanks for listening and many blessings. Namaste.